Welcome to This Here Wow, brought to you in part by Jen Schulte, real estate broker with Century 21 Millennium Inc. Brokerage. The Jen Schulte team, leading you home. This Here Wow is the podcast dedicated to highlighting entirely exceptional people, places, and things found right here, right under our noses in South Georgian Bay. Or, if you're planning on being here at some point, things you want to make sure you experience once you've arrived. I'm Dean Holland, the lucky so-and-so charged with the exceedingly pleasurable task of pulling that all together right here each week from the comfort of Studio 11. You know, I truly have no idea what it feels like to live in a community and be looked upon or judged differently because of something like, say, the color of my skin or my sexual orientation. I have lived a pretty charmed life in some very basic ways. I, I've come to realize that. I'm a Caucasian heterosexual male who grew up in a community that was, well, vastly Caucasian and heterosexual. In these respects, I've been the norm, and being that has ultimately made my day-to-day easier. I've been free to be who I am, openly, no hiding it, no need to hide it. There's a lot happening in our world today that is forcing us to take a long, hard, and often difficult look at things that we've done in the past, ways in which we've operated as a society. We're all being forced to really consider words like discrimination and prejudice and marginalization pretty regularly these days. Some difficult words to digest, let's be frank. More than ever, we're being reminded that ours should be a society of inclusion and acceptance, and that differences are things to be celebrated. This is happening because recent situations have arisen, and particular individuals are moving us in that oh-so-essential and entirely overdue direction. In regards to the SGB community, there are a couple of individuals in particular that have proven instrumental, somewhat recently, in confidently throwing the doors wide open in terms of things LGBTQ+. I realize I just threw a lot of letters at you. SGB is one I throw around a lot, my short form for South Georgian Bay. And LGBTQ plus is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer, with the plus acknowledging that there are other variables beyond those five. It's an upcoming festival, a new installation, in addition to that couple of champions, all related to the LGBTQ plus community, that this episode of This Here Wow is all about. So let's not waste another minute getting to that. This here, this here, this here, wow. I began acting on a community theater level at the age of 18 and turned pro when I was 25. Since those early years, I've known individuals, had friends and colleagues that were gay. One of the things that became apparent to me during those early years was that unlike general society, within my arts world, those individuals who were gay, many with long-term partners, well, they didn't have to hide that particular detail about themselves. They didn't have to keep it under wraps. They could and continued to be who they are, what they are, freely and openly, enjoying acceptance by those around them. I've worked with and enjoyed friendships with many, many gay individuals over the years within my work as an entertainer. They're no different than my straight friends and colleagues. Actually, that's not altogether true. They usually do have a much better sense of fashion than I could ever have. 
Dr. John Miller is one of those people who has become instrumental in prompting and prodding the rest of society to catch up a whole lot. Like me, he came here to SGB a couple of decades ago, set up business, made it his home. His dental practice has been exceptionally successful and continues to be so. In recent years, he made the decision to become more open about his being gay. Well, because let's be honest, why the hell should anyone have to hide who and what you are? That's really got to get tired after a while. More recently, he and Andrew Siegwart, another openly gay man living in South Georgian Bay, who is also terribly successful and a great fella to know, well, those two started something called the Rainbow Club. Dr. John Miller, Andrew Siegwart, and the Rainbow Club of South Georgian Bay, they are all the center point for a bunch of wonderfully exceptional things happening in the SGB community that made me go wow. So, with the Collingwood Pride weekend fast approaching, I reached out to John Miller and enjoyed the wonderfully candid and enthusiastic chat I fully expected I'd get. Essentially where it began was a physician approached me about a kid that was openly, that was closeted gay, but basically opened up to the doctor that he was struggling with his sexuality and he threatened his life. And so the physician reached out to me and, um, and he said, you know, there's this kid and I'm really worried about him. And I'm wondering, you know, you being an openly gay man, if you would reach out to him and just give him some perspective to be like, you know, it's okay to be gay, you know, like, because his world he lived in was in a world of like in a basement with a mother who had a boyfriend who was like homophobic and, and the mother really didn't accept it either. And he just smoked pot all day. So like that, that is a trifecta of like, it's not good. So, so anyway, I just, I said, of course. And so I met with him and then, you know, I started taking him out to dinner and I got him involved in CrossFit and, you know, which also I, you know, uh, I thought, you know, exercise is, is a key part to for mental health. And so anyway, just long story short, I just, you know, whether where he is now, I don't know, but certainly at the time it definitely made a difference. And I realized the power I have, you know, that, um, you know, and, and I mean, listen, it was even for me, you know, coming to terms with being openly gay versus, you know, gay within my circle, you know, that was a big deal. Like, you know, so, uh, so anyway, I, I just kind of, you know, I met Andrew, Andrew was obviously, you know, he'd been more openly gay his life. He was married, married man. And so he became very close and, and, and we just said, you know what, like, why don't we, why don't we start something? And we just, you know, literally we, uh, we just had a dinner one night and we said, let's call it the rainbow club. And, you know, and so basically, yeah, we started with the few events that we had and, uh, you know, basically the meaning was to bring together the gay community so that we, you know, had peers and, you know, kind of recognize that we support each other, but also bringing together the gay people with the community of Collingwood and that so bridging, you know, so, uh, that's kind of our mission statement is, is about, you know, connecting communities. So, from within and, you know, uh, with the community as well. And yeah. And so basically, um, you know, we, we had social events, uh, and, you know, we, we planned the big pride party last year and it was really, it was 
full planning. Like, you know, it was, it was ready to be a big party. It was ready to be that Elvis, you know, size. Uh, and then COVID hit, you know, and it was like, so, uh, so obviously, you know, we just put everything on hold and then, I don't know, it came time. It was around, uh, in March, I don't know, something like that this year. And we, you know, we were kind of having to make a decision. It was like, well, what do we do? Like, you know, do we, do we do pride, you know, uh, you know, we're kind of recognizing that, Oh, maybe we could have something that can happen in live. Cause back then we, you know, we're like, how long is this going to last? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we, we made the decision and, and, but like, so with Lori D'Agostino, she did the, 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 uh, Dine en Blanc, you, you know, yes. uh, she, and she was the executive director of pride when we had planned it before um so we talked about it and she's she's in the event world and so really this year is it's her event like in terms of the whole virtual component so moving back we kind of made a discussion had a discussion and we're like you know what we're going to do it uh we we don't want to put it off another year because we feel it's important Mm -hmm. just to have it Mm -hmm. and then we just said you know what we are going to do it virtually even if things open up and, you know, this is the way we're going to do it because you kind of had to make a choice. It was like, you can't, you can't do an event and then in a month put together this festival because it it's, it's massive. Like you have no idea how big it would become and, and you don't want it, you know, you want it to go well, you want, and this is the first year. So by doing it virtual, actually, there was a, there were some positives behind it. There was a lot of I, I actually I wouldn't do it any other way. I think I think it's great because a the uncertainty of COVID and everything. It was like you know we we did we just didn't know. So that's the biggest the biggest factor. But um, b what it allowed us to do is to really do the event this year create a massive awareness, create a database, because when you do pride this year, you, you register and we get your information. So that information is ours. So next year we can press a button and however many people have registered, like, you know what, right away, we have a database. Right. Um, But the biggest part about it is that we were kind of being recognized as maybe a party planning committee as opposed to advocates and really bringing something with substance, right? So because of the virtual component, what it allowed us to do is now we have a whole panel. We've got like, we've got like a trans panel. We've got a a gay parenting panel. Uh, We, you know, so our lineup, we've got um, Curtis Gabriel, who like is, he's an advocate in the NHL who started the rainbow uh, rainbow tape campaign. Okay. And now he's known around the world hockey for this, for this initiative. Um, uh, so, and, and, and with this, my other initiative is the sensitivity training that, that I got going for the town. Uh, we just had our second session last, last, last week, um, where we, we have a, a group called harmony at work and they basically, you know, they, it's a zoom zoom meeting, of course, uh, where they, they, they do, they do training. They talk about pronouns. They talk about, you know, um, bias and, and, you know, and how to, you know, uh, 
how to treat people, you know, and, and how we have natural biases and, and recognizing it. So it's, it's a training. And so, you know, from that, I also designed that sticker, the safe space sticker. Um, and, you know, when you do the training, you get a sticker to put on your door. So as a result of that, now you're going to see, like when you walk down the streets, you're going to see storefronts that now have more of an inclusive, like we've been trained, like we, you know, we actually took the time and made the effort to take two hours out of our night to, so, you know, and that's, you know, I, I, I made that decision not to just give them out to anybody that wants to have a, oh, I'm a safe space. Well, you know, it's easy to take a sticker, but, you know, I know some places that have asked for a sticker where their employees came to me and said that it wasn't an inclusive environment. So that's where I was like, no, you can't just get a sticker. This is, you know, and it's not about money, you know, cause it's, it's nominal. It's like $50 for two hours. Um, it's about your time and that you actually are going to make the effort. So, so this is all kind of together with the virtual pride. We would have like these two sessions leading up to pride so that it was, you know, it was kind of like, okay, well, businesses can get ready to be inclusive, to learn. And now this festival is all about the, you know, uh, learning and, and, and about listening and, you know, not a party, you know, we will have a component where Cassie's going to get on and she's going to do a Caribbean drink. And we're going to have like, <laughs> uh, you know, Marcia, uh, you know, she, and her band is going to sing online and, you know, so there's a, there's an educational Sweet. component. And, um, so, so this virtual event, it, it, it's great because you can't fail, right? It's, it's not, it's only going to be, it will be the best virtual event, even outside of Toronto pride. The, what we have done is amazing. And, uh, um, what I have done. So I took the ball I was like, Lori, you you work in the eventual space, like the virtual space. You know what you're doing. I know the community. So I I started the art campaign with no. the Magic and Children of the Arts. Oh, yes. Yeah. So so I wanted to do a project with kids because I really wanted to engage the youth. And so the project is basically what do rainbows mean to you? And so what I did was I got this thing across my desk from them, from Magic and Children of the Arts, and they were looking for sponsors. So I said, well, how about this? Why don't we work together? I will donate $5 for every submission up to $1,000 from kids on an art project, and then we can hashtag it, and this will all go to our virtual site for the, for, for the festival. And this gets kids involved. It gets conversation with kids out there. And then we're going to choose four to five randomly and we're going to have a rainbow cutting, uh, like a ribbon cutting ceremony at the crosswalk with the kids that we selected. So more PR, uh, you know, every kid gets involved, uh, you know, the crosswalk, it, it, it like just, you know, I really wanted to get the youth involved. And so, so, so it's been amazing. Like, I just like, I, my, I just like, you know, I get like, a little lump in my throat when I see like all of these submissions that are happening. Right. And, and, and then it's this discussion around it about the parents talking about how we talk to our kids about inclusivity. And like, I just, I just re reshared something that on Facebook, this little kid, Henry, who's like three and a half and they have a discussion about be who you want to be. And like, 
you know, it's, it's awesome. It like, it's just completely gone viral. The whole pride movement. It's a bit of a snowball so, you've created. Yeah. And I also did a, a, a cycling event because I, I wanted to get the cycling community involved. So, so Garnet Pratt and Jody Wilson uh, have took, took on the project and it, it's amazing. So I put them in touch with, I mean, they knew, but it's a, a Jersey making company. And so they're doing this event where there's eight stations. You collect a letter at each station. You unscramble and it spells love wins. And then you hashtag your pictures at each station. Each station will be decorated in pride stuff. It'll go down to the site and, and they have prizes that have been donated by people, by, by the, the venues that are participating. Gotcha. Um, and, and, and these jerseys, they're pride jerseys that have Collingwood win, Collingwood pride, the logo on the back of them, they're being sold to all of the participants who are paying for them for themselves. So on the day, we're going to see like cycling jerseys because it's a 17 kilometer route within downtown Collingwood. So open to anyone. Um, and is that during you know, pride weekend as well? Yeah. It's all the, all, all of this is happening during that same weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And the BIA, like, you know, they're contributing by hiring the circus performers um, and they're going to be decked out in gear and they're going to be doing their stuff all along here, Ontario. Uh, Cassie's doing drag shows all Friday, all Saturday. Um, I'm doing the flag raising ceremony on Friday. Um, and I reached out to the community of Kimberly, the community of Cremor and, and, um, and Thornbury about them. Now, I, I haven't followed up, but they all know. And they're all potentially doing something in their communities. And Blue Mountain is also, they're, they're doing like, uh, you know, an event. And it, they're doing an event. I don't know if it's been published, publicized yet, but there's like a, the drag queens are going to run up the mountain or something and raise <laughs> money for like. The, <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Oh. So they're doing a whole event. So, so basically what I did was I just, I like went to all community and I'm like, I want you involved in Pride. And, you know, and I also got the Pride in a Box. Pride in a Box is a $75, $79 initiative where anybody who registers can get Pride in a Box. It's sold out. And basically, you get delivered to your door a package with rainbow flags, with a sign that goes on your on your lawn. That's It's like a, a diversity flag that says we, 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 we embrace diversity and you put it on your lawn. So all the lawns around Collingwood will have these for the weekend. You get your menu for the drinks so that when you go online, you, you know, you have it. There's a playlist by, by the high school from Spotify that, that you can play during your party, uh, your party favors. Uh, I, I asked, I don't know. I asked if they could have like glitter sun sunscreen to put on your, like, so like, it's it's really cool you know uh so and that's the community getting involved from home so you can be safe right talk about having a lot of balls in the air wow so many exciting things he and andrew siegwart and the rest of the team have put together for collingwood's first ever pride festival which is happening july 15th and 16th again the festival is a virtual event if you'd like more information about it, just go to pridecollingwood.com. Now, my chat with John did not end there. Heck no. There's a bit more to it that you'll want to hear. 
including his involvement in a recent installation that's got a lot of people talking, gushing, walking over, snapping pictures of, and even dancing on. Just before I get to that, however, I want to talk briefly about someone else in the SGB community who's as enthusiastic as John is about the community she lives and works in. I'm referring, of course, to Jen Schulte, real estate broker with Century 21 Millennium Inc. Brokerage. Perhaps you're on the lookout for a, a piece of property, a humble new abode, perhaps you're upsizing, downsizing, maybe you're in the market for something out in the rurals, or maybe something that'll put you within walking distance to any one of South Georgian Bay's incredible downtowns. Whatever the case, seems to me that the individual you want to be talking to is Jen Schulte. For 22 years now, Jen's been busy creating her rather impressive, top-producing Jen Schulte team right here in SGB. She's one of those people with a seemingly endless supply of enthusiasm, experience, and energy. And her team certainly is a reflection of all that as well. Jen plays a big part in bringing this here wow to you each week. Something she does because, well, she's a huge fan and a longtime supporter of the South Georgian Bay community, as well as its various wows, of which there is a pretty constant supply, gotta tell you. Both Jen and I know that South Georgian Bay is so very exceptional in so many ways. SGB, the place to be. So, if you're looking to build your wealth through real estate investing, or if you're looking to buy or sell anywhere in SGB, Jen and her team will help you sell smart and buy smarter. Guaranteed. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, or go to jenschulteteam.com. Is here. Wow. Okay, got a bit more of my chat with John Miller I wanted to share with you. Namely, the details behind Collingwood's latest downtown addition, a rainbow crosswalk at the intersection of St. Marie and Simcoe Streets. Now, this crosswalk has been getting a lot of attention, let me tell you. A while from the first morning it, well, hit the street. It's only a few weeks old, but oh, the postings and the social media attention it has already garnered. So whether you've seen it and or walked it or not just yet, here again is the delightful Dr. John Miller of the Rainbow Club explaining how it all came to be. Yes, yes. So that's my, that's totally my initiative. I, uh, I started that initiative two years ago when uh, Dean Culver was asking about, you know, because I said, Dean, I want, I want a crosswalk. And, you know, Dean is like the director of Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. yeah so he's the guy. And, uh, and, I, and at the time I was like, I want it downtown, but because when they did the, uh, the, the, the restore restoration of downtown, all the crosswalks are, you know, they're made of brick. Yes. I don't know if you can think of it. So he basically said, I'm sorry, but the paint won't work on, on the brick. So he says, how about we put it on Hume street? And I was like, no. <laughs> I said, I said, no, Dean, it's going downtown or you're not, it's like throwing the gaze to the back of the bus. I said, it's no, I won't, I won't have it. So, so anyway, it just died, you know, because you went through all that and you know, it, everything takes time. Right. So, so then anyway, fast forward. So there was money that was set aside for an art installation yes. on the Tremont Walk. Basically, this one I did hear, this one I heard about through Susan Cook. Okay, so the money is $50,000. It's set aside there. 
I was talking to Dean about all sorts of things about pride and about like, what do we want to do? He said, well, why don't we put some flags on the pretty river parkway? And I'm like, well, that's really nice as an extra. And you can do that as well. But I said, I said, Dean, what, you know what? Um, how about, he mentioned, well, what about, you know what? We've got this art installation. Why don't you write a letter to, you know, to the powers that be to say, cause they need a theme. So we wrote a letter, we sent it. And the theme is an LGBTQ theme for that, in that, for that art installation that was accepted. Sweet. I'm the lead on that as well. Um, and I've been a part of all those meetings and, you know, just to give you a little update, we basically have taken it from 25 submissions down to four, four amazing submissions. And now they're doing their, those four are doing actual, this is the installation that we're going to propose. And here's the story behind it and the theme, you know, and so it's down to four now. So that will be an LGBTQ theme that's happening, which I'm so proud of that. Oh my God, that has been an amazing group. Um, but anyway, so that was happening. I'm on the, I'm on the ad hoc committee to make a choice for it. And I'm like, well, when's it going to be done? So, and I was like, he was like, Oh, uh, 2022. I said, why the money's in the bank. It's been approved by council for God's sakes. Why does it take so long? (laughs) So, and he's like, John, Uh, you know, he, he did a lot of that with me. And I said, well, then I want the crosswalk. I want a crosswalk on Simcoe Street. And the perfect location is, you know, bridging the safe space for the youth, which is the library. Yes. If, you're, if you're homeless, you can go to the library and you can hang out, you do your thing. And the arts community with the Simcoe Street Theater. So I'm like, there's no better place for this to be. And so then the talks open you know, we got, we got it rolling and then basically the money, how much is going to cost, but it was, it was a rainbow crosswalk. Right. So it went to council. It was approved. We needed to raise $3,000. We did it in six hours. (laughs) We put it out there, did a GoFundMe page. It was raised immediately. So then there's the money. It's in the bank. He's like, congratulations. And, And here I am going, can we change the design? <laughs> and, and the thing is like the inclusivity crosswalk and part of that, because there was some feedback on Facebook, yeah. someone who's a real like LGBTQ two S, you know, like, the, like, you know, is like, well, I hope it's going to be an inclusive crosswalk. So I was like, oh. yeah. So that's where I said to him, I said, listen, Dean, I'm putting it out there. We gladly accept whatever you offer. And they were even offering to do two, two crosswalks with, uh, with pride because it's a pretty easy one to do. And the number of colors it's, it's six colors, the, the diversity, like the inclusion crosswalk, then you've got the trans community. You've got, you've got the, you know, uh, people of color, you have uh, people who have died of AIDS, you know, you've got the black, the brown, the, you know, the arrow, which points right there, there's, it's all symbolic, right? And that really is kind of now the symbol. And so I just said, Dean, listen, do what you can, but I'm going to tell you if we want to be inclusive and there are, there's, there's a significant number of trans people in the community that flag doesn't recognize the trans community. And we've got, we got Keisha, TD Bank, 
she'll be like, where's my, you know? And I said, listen, I said, and you know, maybe what we do is we, we do this as a step project where this year we do this and next year we do it, the trans flag and, you know, like, you know, uh, so I just left it in his court and basically it had to go back to council again to be approved again because the design and it was more money. So, you know, we did the GoFundMe page. Um, but this is where, um, the rainbow club, I, I just basically said, we're going to pay for the rest of it. So it's basically, you know, we've got the community, we've got the town and the rainbow club that has paid equal $5,000. So it's a $15,000 crosswalk. Gotcha. So, uh, so yeah, so then, you know, money's approved everything. He, he, he got it approved. Um, and, um, and it went down, you know, and honestly, uh, the joy that's, that's come out of that crosswalk. It's, it's awesome. It's already. Like, and yeah. Cass, and it's already, like, it's only been in for what, 10 days, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Cassie's right there with the lowdown. She said, it's just a constant barrage of photos and kids dancing on it. And like, oh my God, like, you know, it just, it makes you so happy to, to see that like, you know, and especially now in the time of COVID where we've had, you know, so many people who've lost their jobs who like, you know, like, like just something that's positive. Right. Like, it's just, you know, you go down and you just see it and it's, it's just makes you happy. Right. Right. It certainly does make you happy. Another thing that made me happy was chatting with John again, he and rainbow club co-founder Andrew Seaguart get the big wow from yours truly for all they've done thus far in an effort to move things in the right direction in regards to the LGBTQ plus community. If you'd like more information about the Rainbow Club, their website very simply is therainbowclub.ca. I'll post that, as well as the website address for the upcoming Collingwood Pride Festival on the This Here Wow Facebook page. There are a couple of things I'd like you to keep in mind regarding the Pride Festival, which again is a free virtual event coming up July 15th and 16th. First off, They've arranged a mighty impressive lineup of guests and keynote speakers, including, get this, Jan Arden, CTV Morning Live news anchor Leslie Roberts, Carol Pope, Priyanka, Brooklyn Heights, and from the San Jose Sharks, Curtis Gabriel. That represents just a fraction of the folks they've got lined up. The other thing you need to keep in mind is that the festival hasn't been designed as a festival for only those from the LGBTQ plus community to attend. No, no, no. There is much to be gained and learned by the non-LGBTQ community. It's something we all will benefit and grow with by attending. I plan to be there. And with that, I'll start wrapping things up for another week. I'd like to begin by genuinely thanking Dr. John Miller for being my guest. Thanks a ton for taking time to be part of this week's episode of This Here Wow. I truly enjoy the time we spent chatting. Even greater is the appreciation I'm feeling for the incredible contribution that you and Andrew and the rest of your team have and continue to make to the SGB culture and landscape. Surely you can feel it, folks. We're all pretty lucky, you and I. To be able to be here and enjoy this rather exceptional bit of geography called South Georgian Bay. Aren't we now? You bet we are. And of course, I'll have an entirely different wow or two to bring your way on my next episode. There's no shortage of them here in SGB, that's for sure. Now, if you have any questions or comments, 
or perhaps there's a wow that you think should be on my radar, please send me an email, dean at thishearwow.com. We'll get that job done very nicely. You can also go to my website, deanholland.com. That's dean, H-O-L-L-I-N.com, and I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much to the Jen Schulte team. Jen Schulte, real estate broker with Century 21 Millennium Inc. Brokerage. Go to jenschulteteam.com. Thanks also to my technical producer, Steve Ritchie, for cutting and pasting the show together so nicely each and every week. Thanks also to my favorite IT guy, Mitchell. Special thanks to Ash, love to G. And a really big thanks to you too. Oh, and if you haven't already hit the subscribe button, well, why don't you do that so you won't miss a single episode of This Here Wow. I look forward to us being together again next week for another installment of This Here Wow. Until then, I'm Dean Holland. Wow!